0: worship at
1: Edmonds United Methodist Church.
0: No matter where you are on life's journey,
1: no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have,
2: no matter your race, gender, or immigration
1: status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong, Welcome.
3: We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth,
2: God, God doesn't. Stand. So, friends, welcome. Good
1: morning, church. Good morning. My name is Angela Malloy. And my name is Lynn Heitritter. And we will serve as your worship leaders today as Pastor Donna continues her vacation in Hawaii. Um, We're really glad that you are all here with us in person and online. Um, If you would mind filling out the Connect card, um, there's a QR code in your bulletins, and also there may be some physical cards in your pews. We are a hybrid church, so would you turn and welcome our friends online?
4: Oh, it's not coming on the screen. Just say that. Okay. Please, <clears throat> please rise in body or spirit as a call to worship. Sorry. We come to celebrate and give thanks for God's love for us, wanting to be a place where all may find welcome, acceptance and belonging at the table.
1: We gather sharing our uniqueness, our differences, our gifts and strengths, our needs and our fears.
4: We come to open ourselves to God's presence.
1: Keep us awake, Lord. We want to create welcome for all in this place, in our homes and communities and throughout the world. We come to feel loved, accepted,
4: and cherished, and to be renewed in hope, peace, and joy.
1: In God's awesome wonder and grace, we gather to pray, to praise, to share together, including all in beloved community. And now friends, as we gather on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish people, let us reconcile our hearts towards God and one another with the passing of the peace. If you're here in person, we invite you to greet one another with a fist pump, a wave, whatever you're both comfortable with. And if you're at home, know that you're not alone. We're here with you. We invite you to call or text a friend or turn to someone that is with you there. Friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. with you. United Methodist Church values the faith formation of our kids. So friends, young ones here, this time is for you. Would you come up and join me for a little bit? white is so cool. Hi, Jayla. All right, friends. I wonder if any of you know what it means for something to be accessible.
5: I take .no white. That's okay. Because I want to, take those mm-hmm. I want to take Yeah, what does
1: access. it mean?
5: Like the ability to access something.
1: Yeah, what is access? Um, allowed in. Almost. Mm, allowed in. I like that. I wonder what kind of things you or someone else might need to be able to participate at home or at school or here. Mm-hmm. Close. Close. What's something maybe just you, just your body needs to be able to participate? Do you sometimes need to move around? Hmm. Do you, maybe somebody has an allergy. Anybody have an allergy? Not me. I have an allergy too, yeah. What about, maybe you don't like loud noises.
2: I do not like loud noises.
1: Yeah, so maybe if you wanna participate, then you need to have quiet noises, yeah? <laughs> I have this draw, uh, vase here that's full of rocks. I wonder, do you think it's full? No. There are gaps. I put these big rocks in here. Hi, friends. I put these big rocks in here because they needed the most space. Do you see? Wow. Can you put it in there? Good job giving it access to space. Wow. Do you think it's full? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I have some other rocks in here. They don't need quite as much room. Yeah, you want to help me put them in here? Do you think they'll fit? Yes. I don't know. Hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. That's super helpful. Is our jar full now? No. no. Are you sure? No. There are still gaps, even with all these big things. Huh. Do you yeah. think there's room for water? Yes. Yeah. We started with the things that needed the most access, and there's still room. Wow. Did you know that there's a story in the Bible that Jesus says, if we start with the people that have the most need for access, now, we give them accommodations, there's still room for everybody at the table. Now let's see if there's room for Jesus? Let's see if there's room for those ones. I bet there is. Go ahead, friend. You're going to put them in there? Thank you. That's super helpful. So we can try to be like this table that Jesus talks about. Whoa, let's shake it a little bit so that everybody can have room at the table. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for our bodies and our own unique access needs help us to share what we need to participate and help us to listen to what other people might need
2: our
1: needs may be different but we all want to belong Thank you for showing us how to include. Amen. Amen. Okay, friends, you're welcome to sit with your grown ups, or you can play in the back in the playground. Or I think uh, Ariana and Jorge have some cool crafts for you in the library. We'll see you soon. Oh, I should-
3: Good morning, Church. My name is Floyd Barker. Please rise in whatever means are meaningful to you for the reading of the scripture. The scripture lesson today is a reading of the gospel according to Luke, chapter 14, verses 15 through 24 in the common English language version, language also. It begins, When one of the dinner guests heard Jesus' remarks, he said to Jesus, Happy are those who will feast in God's kingdom. Jesus replied, A certain man hosted a large dinner and invited many people. When it was time for dinner to begin, he sent his servant to tell the invited guests, Come, the dinner is now ready. One by one, they all began to make excuses. The first one told him, I bought a farm and must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I bought five teams of oxen and am going to check on them. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married and I can't come. When he returned, the servant reported these excuses to his master. The master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go quickly to the city's streets, the busy ones, and the side streets, and bring the poor, crippled, blind, and lame. The servant said, Master, your instructions have been followed, and there is still room. The master said to the servant, Go to the highways and the back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will taste my dinner. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation.
1: pray. God of all bodies, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, our refuge and our strength. Amen. In my dozen years of on-staff ministry with you all, you've heard me talk about accommodations, accessible space, resisting ableist discrimination as I discern how God is calling me to serve with and on behalf of beautifully disabled beloveds. The institutional church, the United Methodist denomination, and this congregation know how to love people extraordinarily well. But there are times when we must express our disappointment with and righteous anger towards the church's role in discrimination against and the dismissal of disabled people. We must lament and repent of our ableism. The parable Floyd read for us today is a story of invitation, a method of offering access to those who, through stigma and dehumanizing practices, are too often excluded. Jesus called his first listeners, and so calls us, to reckon with the problem of claiming that all are invited to the table when all are not always welcome, included, or listened to. The Reverend Dr. Aaron Rafferty reminds us that it's hard to get a seat at the table when accommodations won't even get you through the door. The story in Luke is the second banquet example highlighted by Jesus in chapter 14. It's a crucial lesson taught in the moment as Jesus is attending a grand meal at the house of one of the leading Pharisees. Jesus has just healed a person with limb swelling on the Sabbath and notices how this person was invited to the meal not as a sign of welcome and love, but in an attempt to test Jesus and to catch him in an unlawful Sabbath healing act. Jesus offers this person physical healing and then sends them on their way. Healing, relationship, by restoring them to their community and refusing to allow them to be used as a prop. The Luke in Jesus then turns to a parable, his favorite teaching tool, to encourage listeners not to jockey for position at the table and to offer insight into how the table of God is set. Jesus is asking those in power to let go of the table these stories offer a congruent sense of humility, as the poor and the disabled, those pushed to the farthest edges of Roman empirical society, are given seats at the table first, and there is still room. A couple months ago, I was asked about accommodations by someone who was genuinely concerned that if we, members of the body of Christ here at EUMC, provide accommodations for one person, everyone would be asking for them. How could we afford to meet people where they are and to satisfy the wide variety of access needs? Isn't it a slippery slope? Where would it end if we work to accommodate one disability? And how would those who don't currently have such access needs not feel undervalued. Functioning as a business full of people with legitimate financial concerns, there's some practicality behind this worry. But when we understand the great banquet as a story of accessibility, Jesus is clear where our priorities should lie. Inviting, including, and loving disabled beloveds in our complex embodiments is critical because we too are made in the image of God and have gifts to offer. Ableist barriers and our culture's production-driven mindset may limit our ability to give of energy or finances, but that doesn't decrease our worth or the necessity of accommodations. The Autism Pastor, Lamar Hardwick, asks, what if we replaced our our concerns with cost with an appreciation for true value? What if we budgeted believing that our churches are better because of the presence of the disabled? What if the best investment we could make as churches is in being radically inclusive of the disabled? because inviting them is an invitation for God's blessing. Reading this parable with a theology of access helps us to see that when we center disabled and otherwise marginalized voices, all are included. If people with disabilities are added as an afterthought, structures will likely already exist that prevent them from true belonging, like if I had put the water or the small pebbles in our vase before the larger rocks. When we instead begin by providing access to messy, ordinary, beloved disabled bodies, there is still room at the table for others. Because friends, Meeting people's access needs is not a zero-sum game. Jesus isn't saying that the blind and those with physical impairments ought to be cared for at the expense of able-bodied folks. No. Jesus is modeling how in the kingdom of God, all access needs are met. In the kingdom, neurodivergent children are offered sensory friendly spaces. In the kingdom, beloveds with IDD are welcomed and treated with dignity as the whole people they are. In the kingdom, those using mobility aids are offered ramps and patients. People with invisible illnesses are believed, and all people are given necessary. Restorative rest. At the end of June, I had the opportunity to travel to Waco, Texas to attend the Institute on Theology and Disability. This annual meeting of scholars and activists from around the world gathered in wholly disabled space, building intentionally accessible community through plenary speakers, and conversational workshops, which dissected ableist theologies and dreamt of disability justice. It was incredible being in shared space at the Institute with others who understand disabled realities and never feeling the need to hide my disabled existence for the comfort of able-bodied people the leaders of this conference intentionally sought to address access needs, nurturing belonging by asking on registration forms and in in in-person conversations how they could best meet each person's access needs, in the same way that it has become a common sign of respect for us to introduce ourselves with our preferred name and our pronouns. Access accommodations at the Institute included having a variety of seating types available to reduce pain, extending open invitations to stand up during presentations and to come and go as necessary, offering shuttle services and translators, and having sensory-friendly space right off the main gathering, to name just a few. This left me wondering What would happen within the church if we were as open about sharing and as responsive to meeting access needs as we are to the many other marginalized statuses embraced in our welcome video? What would happen if instead of thinking about disability and the unique needs we each have as weaknesses, we seek to reshape Our unintentionally ableist practices, respect one another, and create space for all to belong. Without question, the most accessible event I have ever participated in. This year's Institute on Theology and Disability still failed to meet some participants' access needs, and still at times used ableist euphemisms and problematic us-versus-them language that harmed disabled ministry leaders. Prioritizing the diverse needs of each body-mind-spirit, organizers understand that even in spaces like this, there is still work to do, more to learn and unlearn, as we seek to bring about God's kingdom on Earth. In a similar way, Our community has made strides toward accessible ministry by offering large print bulletins, hearing assistive devices, and installing a ramp to the chancel, because climbing steps is not a requirement for addressing the family of God. But still, God has work for us to do. We are not welcoming all to the table when we label disabled beloveds as disruptions or problems to be solved. We do not nurture belonging when we question a beloved's reality or stop them when they park in an accessible space to inform them that they do not look disabled. We are not centering lived disabled experience or healing in the way of Jesus when we tell children that our God can do anything, so if they just pray hard enough or have more faith, they or their chronically ill loved ones will be cured. What would happen, friends, if, as in this parable, we instead begin with disabled experience by meeting one another's access needs and by knowing there will be room for all at God's table? What would happen if we paid attention to the voices of those who don't have inclusive access, just as we try to do with our many other justice concerns? What would happen if we stopped trying to build the church backwards, claiming that there just aren't disabled body-mind spirits here So there's no need to change our practices. Rather than looking at how our practices, attitudes, or words cause harm to and limit the participation of disabled children of God in our midst. With an open mind and a commitment to accessible living, we can, together, alter attitudes and practices to live into the kingdom to which God calls us. Perhaps then, our table, our little piece of the kingdom on earth, might look like what Hyatt Moore imagines in this Luke 14 mural. For in the name of the disabled God who is consistently drawing us close, may it be so.
0: when you give a luncheon or a dinner do not invite your friends your brothers or your sisters your relatives or your rich neighbors if you do so they may invite you back and so you will be repaid But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married so I can't come. servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town, and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in, so that my house will be full.
4: pastoral prayer. But before I do that, I want to thank Angela for something she showed me this morning. In our Passing the Peace, I met a person that I hadn't seen before and uh, smiled at her and introduced myself. And she's lovely. And she said, I'm sorry, I uh, forgot my hearing aids today. And I said, oh, well maybe you want to sit up in front and she smiled back and I mentioned this to Angela. And she said, did you offer her the hearing devices? And I had not thought of it because I don't have a hearing issue. Bless you and thank you for that awareness. And I love this lady and I did ask her about that, she didn't need it but still. I didn't think of it, and I appreciate the message and I appreciate you so much. And now, let us pray. Good morning, God. We come to you this morning seeking strength and resolve in this world that seems to have gone crazy and lost its way. We pray for courage to be the people you have called us to be, people who seek justice and peace through your love for all of your people. We struggle with questions that seem to have no answers and problems that have insurmountable solutions. We seem to be a deeply divided people. And as we look around the world, So many seem divided and at war with one another, either through words or overt conflicts. Surely, dear God, we humans must test your patience. And yet we know that your love is all-encompassing, never-ending, always forgiving. You are our hope for the world, and it is in this hope that we live and move and have our being. God, we ask you to help us be change agents in this world. Give us courage to speak out about our faith, to teach those around us about your love for all people of all abilities, and to lead by the example Jesus set before us, the example how to live, how to respect others, and how to show compassion. For Fred Triggs, as he transitions to sunrise living, for Linda Berg's sister, Debbie, and her father, Ted, for Bob Dixon's continuing physical therapy, for Roxine Kellogg, who returned for rehab after recent hospitalization, and for Judson Samuel, who's been recently hospitalized. For those dealing with cancer, for Marge Johnson's daughter, Lori, Pat Beaudry's friend, Michael, and David Dean's friend, Rachel, for those challenged with ongoing health concerns—Janet Rowe and June White, Deborah Moritz and her brother David, and Howard Laney, and Deborah Lester's brother-in-law, Bill. We hold close in our hearts those who are experiencing grief and loss, for the friends and family of Donovan Clavino, as we mourn his passing, for Kelly McCarty, who lost her mother this week, May you give these ones peace and strength to face their situations, and please hear our prayers, those spoken and those hidden in our hearts. Bless, we pray, this gathering of your people, that we may grow and flourish in your love and grace for the purpose to which you have called us. All these things we ask in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, And now, I invite you into a time of giving. I read something this week uh, where people tend to think older people have all the resources, and younger people have all the energy. But those are actually misconceptions because each person has their own unique gifts to give and share. Let's see beyond those stereotypes and give with generous and grateful hearts giving with the kind of generosity that God has given us. The offering plate will be passed here in the sanctuary, and if you're online, you may give in two ways, either online or via the mail. In order to give online, go to edmundsumc.org give, and look in the upper right-hand corner of your screen for the button. And in order to give by mail, Mail the checks to 828 Casper Street, Edmonds, Washington, 98020. Enjoy the pleasure and thrill of giving. The years it is to give and receive to share and support this church where love justice and equality inspire our acts of service and compassion we dedicate these gifts to all that we stand for as a community of faith weaving a tapestry of compassion and action faith and fellowship hope and wholeness We dedicate these gifts to you, O God, to expand your work in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: And now, friends, we just have one announcement for you. So I invite Diana to come up and talk with us about strategic planning.
5: As many of you know, we have entered into a very exciting and very meaningful process to work together as a church and come to an agreement of three to five goals that we will pursue as a church for the next five years. Some of you have already participated in our first step, which is a questionnaire that asks you to reflect about your experience here at Edmonds United Methodist Church. If you have not had an opportunity to fill one of these out or to go online, there will be three of us in the back. Well, I I will say this more politely than I originally thought. We will invite you to um, fill one out today and hand it back to us, or information to go online and do it online. Uh, That will be Keith Score and Teresa Greco and myself.
1: Thank you. Now, friends, will you rise and body your spirit for the closing hymn? Of God be active in your heart, be heard in your words, be seen in your actions, and inform your choices towards inclusion and accessibility today and all days. May it be so.